0: We are, and hello, Calm Parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I'm talking with Emily Mays, a respectful parenting coach. Emily helps parent moms break the cycle of anger and overwhelm, establish routines, and get their kids to listen without yelling. She developed the Aligned Motherhood Method to help moms provide holistic support in all the aspects of motherhood so that they can be the parent they want to be, heal from their pasts, find balance, and finally experience joy and ease in motherhood, which is all that all of us want, isn't it? Welcome, Emily. I am so happy to have you here.
1: Hi, good morning. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for
0: having me. Of course. So let's just start real quick with you. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got into being a parenting coach.
1: Okay, so my story, I had a pretty traumatic childhood. And I had a way out moving in with my dad and stepmom. So I kind of got this awareness of, you know, the outside view, I was able to see how cyclical so many of these things are, but I never wanted kids of my own because I was just, I was sure I was just going to screw them up just like I was. So I went to school to be a teacher and I spent five years teaching because I always wanted to help kids. And then I accidentally got pregnant and my whole world flipped upside down. So I really dove in. I used my background in education and psychology to really learn how to be a good parent. And I looked at all these different methods and realized there was so much advice that just didn't make sense with what we know about people in general and development Mm -hmm. So I taught myself how to be a good parent and then our first son came and things were going pretty good, but I realized I still had some issues and (laughs) realized that a huge part of it was healing and working Mm -hmm. on myself. So I started going through that journey and it was like everything came full circle and I realized like this parenting works. It's mostly about us as the parent. And then I realized I could help other moms. And through that, I could still help the kids and ultimately just
0: help heal the world. And so that's how I got into it. <laughs> I love that. And, it, and the fact that you're doing it from a place where you, you've been there and you relate and you're like, okay, I know there's another way and I know we can heal that. And the fact that you're doing it from... The parent, you know, so many times we get very frustrated with our kids and what they're doing, and we don't realize that so much of what our kids are, be- how our kids are behaving is actually a reaction to us. And so when we change us, the reactions change in our kids. And wow, it's powerful, right? So you, you talk about being a respectful parent, you specifically call that out. So tell us a little bit about what that means. What is a respectful parent and how is that different?
1: Basically, it is the idea that kids are people too. So, you know, we hear it's such a cliche term, but treat other people how you want to be treated. And it's the same thing with our kids, So, you know, if something wouldn't work for you, if something would make you dislike someone or not trust them, it's probably going to do the same thing to your kids and erode that relationship that you want. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, and with clients I work with, I make a lot of analogies to our like romantic relationships because it's such, it's such a powerful comparison, but You know, there are so many things, again, a lot of advice that just doesn't make sense. So, for example, if you got mad at your partner, would you hit him? No, that's abuse, (laughs) you know, so same thing with our kids. And it's just applying these ideas to our kids and really putting ourselves in the situation, focusing on connection, over correction. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Um, and like I said, it just, if it wouldn't work for you, it's probably not going to work for your kids. And the idea that if it works, it's probably not supporting your long-term goals of having this healthy relationship that we all want with our kids. You know, we all have this idea of still being friends when they grow up and then wanting to come around and all of that. And my, one of my main things, I don't want my kids to need therapy, (laughs) right? (laughs) Let's prevent that. That would be great. (laughs) Yes. Ideally. (laughs) So just respecting them, respecting even their opinions, allowing them to express themselves, allowing them to be themselves and develop authentically and not try to control that.
0: Yeah. So Emily, I hear a lot of parents that really get that idea um, of, okay, I need to understand and empathize and listen, and they've got this down. And all of a sudden, their kids are walking all over them. And they're now like, I rule the roost, you know, I'm in charge. And the parents are like, Oh, my God, I'm trying to understand, but now I now I have no control. So what can you tell the parents about You know, where's that balance?
1: So, oh, there's so many different aspects here. And the first is mindset. So when you, if you're a respectful parent and you're allowing your kid to express their emotions and communicate freely to you, there are going to be times where from the outside perspective, the mainstream perspective, people are going to look at that and be like, whoa, that's out of control. Like, I can't believe you let your kid talk to you like that. Whereas in your relationship, you know, like we're having a conversation and I might not agree with my child's opinion, or I might not really want them to feel this way, but they're entitled to feel this way. And I can't control that. Um, and then another huge aspect is setting boundaries before it gets to that really bad point. So it's like, if you say something, make sure that you mean it if it's not, if you're not willing to actually enforce it, then is it really a boundary? And if you say all these things that you don't actually enforce, that's showing your kid,
0: I'm saying all these things. I don't
1: mean you can do whatever you want. So it's really teaching your kid to do whatever. So when you say something, mean it and enforce it.
0: That is such an important piece of it. And I think um, one of the things and what you just referenced to, it's before. So I think a lot of us parent from a place of reactivity and something happens and we're like, oh, no, we can't do that. And I'm going to take your phone. And, and it's just this whole, like, nothing was clear. And the long-term plan, there's no long-term plan. It's just like, let's just do this now. And all of a sudden you get stuck in these horrible cycles and you can't get out of it. And so what you're saying is, let's be proactive. Let's think this is a behavior. Let's step back and say this is the consequence if this happens. And what you just said is so important, so I'm going to repeat it again. Make sure it's something that you can actually enforce and will enforce. (laughs) Because the more we say something and don't do it, the less our kids are ever going to hear a thing we say or believe a thing we say and they will walk all over us because we're allowing them to. Yes. Right? Yes. So I love how, that idea. How do we get out of the cycle then of like yelling and you know reacting? How do we get out of that reaction mode? It's it's so difficult.
1: So that is definitely a work it in, in progress and it takes very very conscious effort. So one of my big things is coming up with a plan. So you see this behavior and come up with a plan of how you want to address it and tell your kid what you expect, state your expectations, tell them what to do. So like if you were just constantly told, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You have no idea what the person's actually expecting. You can't actually meet those expectations. So very straightforward. Tell your kid what you expect, what you want to see. And then again, coming up with a way to handle that and a way to support them. And a huge thing to know about kids, teenagers is that lack of impulse control. Mm So that part of our brain doesn't finish developing until sometime in our 20s. And, which probably makes sense. Like we're looking back and like, Oh, that's why yes, I did that. Yeah. So we've got to help our kids to stay within our boundaries and set them up for success. So say for example, you give them a cell phone and you tell them you're not allowed on social media, but they have internet access. Like Let's be realistic. Your kid's not going to just listen to you. You need to set them up for success by either supervising their cell phone use, putting in some sort of blocks or restrictions so that they can't do that. But it's finding ways to set them up for success to enforce those boundaries and being proactive, just avoiding that problem entirely,
0: ideally. Yeah. And I think one of the things, too, um, that I'm getting from you, from what you're saying as well, and it comes with that respectfulness, is that enforcing does not mean being mean and yelling and being shaming. Enforcing means sticking to it, right? So there's a big difference between, like, coming down hard on them versus being matter of fact, this is what we decided and this is what's happening. It's not a matter of you're a terrible person. It's a matter of you overstepped the boundary. And this
1: exactly. Is- yes. And it's like, if usually your kid already knows when they messed up. So coming in and being mean and making them feel bad about it isn't going to help the situation. It's more so going to make them just feel bad about you and your relationship as the parent. And again, that's not supporting our long-term goals. It's just simple. Like you said, hey, you overstepped this boundary and now we've got to do something about it. This is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to support you. I'm helping you to stay safe and to stay within the bounds that we've set.
0: Yeah, and that is so different from using shame to try to get them to behave and do the right thing. That backfires every single time. Shaming will never, ever work. (laughs) You may look like it works on the surface, but you are just digging a hole and making things worse in the future and digging a hole in who they think they are. So I think we kind of lean on that and we always have. And I think what you're saying is there's other alternatives. Yes. Doing that. Yes. Yes. Um, it's so it's so great. So, what is another tip for parents who are just stuck in this cycle of yelling and reacting?
1: In those moments, do what you can to simply like take a breath, understand that behavior is communication, and try to look at your kid again as a person and figure out what they're trying to actually communicate. And again, this takes practice. It takes awareness. If you can just start to notice how your body's feeling as you get worked up and angry and start yelling, if you can bring awareness to your body, what's happening before that, like the awareness is a powerful step. So you can slow it down and be like, Whoa, I don't have to get on that train. And even with your kid, you can say, you know, I'm really upset. But we're going to talk about this in a little bit after I calm down and it is okay to take a break. And I am a huge advocate of like, it's better to take that break and say, we're going to put a pause on this. than instead of going in the downward spiral of losing it and yelling and screaming and eroding that relationship, like think about what's going to support your relationship better and what's going to be a stronger, better model of the type of person you want your kid to be, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I mean, you hit on two really key points right there. The first one is modeling. So, you know, if we don't want our kids to be yelling at us, then we probably need to show them a different way to communicate. And that's not by yelling at them, right? Now we're just modeling that form of communication that we're trying to stop them from doing. And the other one, like you mentioned, with the brain development and impulse control if the motions are getting really up there and heightened, they don't have the impulse control to be the one in that dynamic to calm it down. So it's, it's you're just making it pretty much impossible. Um, but I also want to just reiterate too, because I hear a lot of teens are hearing this, um, you know, my brain's not fully developed till I'm 25, I don't have impulse control and using it as an excuse to misbehave and so the one thing that you know we want to remember and what you were referencing is it's an explanation Mm -hmm. not an excuse right it explains it to us but it's not for them to be like well i can't do anything right it's that excuse um so emily if people want to find you and work with you how do they find you you can find me on Instagram. My username is Emily
1: Mays, Maze M A Z E dot motherhood. And that is the best way to find me.
0: Wonderful. So Instagram is the way you are going. And any parting words of encouragement or inspiration for parents with teenagers. You can do this.
1: Whatever, wherever you are, you can change it, you can make it better. And it's a process, it takes work, it's hard, but you can do it.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And there's people like Emily and me to help you do that if you're struggling with it, <laughs> right? Yes. So, Emily, I am so grateful that you could join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn even more about how to set your teen up for success, both at school and in life, feel free to download my free gift to you, Seven Secrets to Motivating Teens at AskDrCam.com slash Motivate Teens. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and all the amazing nuggets that Emily shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find this show, and I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com